Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. you right there yeah worship brother <laughs> joe over here worship master joe over here he's got yeah. his lodge security behind me over yep. here yeah just making sure that I'm a little everything fucking is nervous. up i'm a little you guy should be. i'm a little guy he's like twice I, your height i talk a lot of shit too so <laughs> well there's hello and welcome to the freemasons podcast with your hosts right worship brother george mudry and worship brother ken and we are here with a special guest worship master of harmony lodge number 42 joe pisani thank you so much for having me yeah. and uh I was trying to get your last name correct before, and it's Joe Pisani. Right? You got it perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, like the other Joe we have, I'm gonna piss on him tonight because he's not here. <laughs> yeah. So. That's Big Kev over there, by the way. Lodge Security, Harmony Lodge, 42, Waterbury. <laughs> the Waterbury Mafia. The Waterbury Mafia. So, uh, yeah, Ken, we went and did a thing, and uh, we traded a Joe. We sold him on the Facebook Marketplace. And yeah, I see it as upgrading. Now we have a better looking Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a perfectly bald head too. Yeah. Perfectly symmetrical. Not like mine, but I'm just saying, like. You're a lucky man. Not every man has a, a head. Ooh, there goes my uh, mother yeah, again. Ooh. That's right. Not every man has a head that uh, is conducive to shaving all the hair off of it and still looks right. right. Like I mean, some heads are lumpy and just saying. Some are I'm trying to talk shit here in order to get freaking. Yeah, I'm just, Joe that's why I'm Zanino, looking at you. Yeah, 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 I'm just saying. Like, right, better beard. Yeah, better beard. Better head. Yep. Better dressed. That much better just dressed. Saying, and he smells better too. <laughs> I don't know what that cologne is you're wearing, man, but it smells, it's it's good. It's uh, nice. Versace Dreamer. But oh, okay, yeah, no, of course it is. Of course it's Versace. Hey, Ken, you want to switch to the screen so we can uh, see comments? If yeah, right yeah, I'm sure they're already. Dumbass. Oh, Jim Devaney. Hello. But anyway, we're, uh, we're up here. We're going to talk about your Masonic career, but first, yeah. we got some homework to do. We do indeed. And uh, Instagram. You don't even have it up. You don't even have it up. Jesus Christ. Up. I was talking to my buddy Joe over here. Give me one moment. new guy over here. That's fine. I'll start with the Apple yeah, reviews. Like we do the same thing every podcast. Every time. You would think every would... time. you got to dig in your freaking t- into your prison yeah. wallet to go get the phone. You would think I would have. Uh... Five-star review. Apple review. Love it. That's uh, from uh, Local 5.0. Started listening in November. Learned a lot and had a lot of laughs. Love these guys. Good mix of information and good old plain shenanigans. We love the shenanigans. Yeah. That's pretty much what we founded the show on. Shenanigans. Yeah. We do shenanigans we, all the time. Shenanigans and then we start, yep. I swear to God, if you say shenanigans one more time, I'll pistol whip you. <laughs> hey, Farva, where's that place you like eating all the time with the goofy <laughs> shit on the walls? Shenanigans? shenanigans. Oh. <laughs> Super troopers, nobody? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I still haven't seen it. Still that, haven't really. seen it. Of course you have. You never Sorry, saw brother. it? That's yeah. why I brought it up. Classic. Because I asked him like three freaking years ago to watch it, and he's like, oh, I'll watch it. Yeah. Never did. That and Euro Trip. Yeah, they're, they're on my Netflix Jeez. list. I just haven't had a chance. As of December, I have received my EA, working on my proficiency. proficiency Try it again. Proficiency now. P.S. Hello from Oregon Bend Lodge number 139. Oh, right on. Nice. Way out there. Ken, lead it. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. That's right. I'm going to toast before we do the Instagram. All right. 
God, you're slow. Have you seen us do this before, Joe? Have you Joe? seen us do this? Uh, Our yeah, toast? Yeah, well, well, once in the episode I just watched. Kev, are you familiar with this at all? Oh, you're going to learn. It's like from Table Lots. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Kev's recently raised, too, Master Mason, by the way. So congratulations, Kev, and you're about to learn the Freemasons podcast toast. Like a Table Lodge with a twist. Okay. All right. So it's basically right hand to arms, ready, aim, fire, good fire, Oops. fire all. Together, brothers. One, two, three, drop. Clap, 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 clap. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I think yeah. I got it. Kind of fucking right. up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll lead it. You're brothers, right hand. Oh, you're going to lead it? You right. told me to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Go ahead. Wow, we're all kinds of sloppy today. Brothers, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brethren. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Beautiful. Hey, that was not bad. Time. Yeah, that was well done. Not bad. Not All right. Bad. All right, now we got to recharge because over on Instagram, we've got a few new followers. Not a That's good stuff. And what actually, uh, what's up? Need some? No, no, I said, what do we have? Sorry to cut you off. No, it's all right. Redneck Riviera. Redneck nice. Riviera. Yeah, it's, uh, all-American small batch whiskey. Fantastic. Uh, we actually read your name two podcasts ago because okay. you, you liked us recently. Um, I think Bob First was the last one we talked about. So I am Lex J. Wilson, Megatron the Husky, which yes. is an awesome name. So a dog is following us. It's a good-looking dog, too, and its name is Megatron, which is cool. <laughs> uh, Cliff Kincaid, Reagan and Dean, Cole Hendricks, and Gregory Millsaps. I wonder if it had any relation to Jimmy. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, well, if he decides to jump on while we're live streaming here, we can ask him. Hey, Worship Master, you want to you want to lead this? Give it the old shot. Oh, we're gonna do a uh, another toast for the Instagram. Oh, um, and YouTube and anybody else. The vast emptiness over here. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you, you did such a fine job already. I'm gonna let you go ahead. Oh, you're gonna let me. Kev. You're gonna yep. defer to me. I'm gonna defer. Yep. I'm gonna defer you want to make Kev do it? <laughs> Kev, you want to lead it? I'm not Come asking on. him. I'm terrified of him. Come on, you're a master ritualist. He's the one who's going to carry you out of here after. Can a anybody more see me on the camera? I feel like I have a shadow <laughs> casted on me over here, being so little and shit. Yeah, this is great. I love this. I don't know. He's like on his best behavior now. This is awesome. I am on my best behavior because I'm worried about getting the shit kicked out of me or punching the sure? side of the head while I'm sitting here. You so sure? I'm not going to talk shit about this, Joe, just the other one. Mm. So well, thank you, brothers and friends. Brethren, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brethren. Vivat, vivat, vivat. I was a little premature. Yeah, was, we'll leave that one alone. We should have ended on the first one. And Somebody get that guy That's a chair. Right, we'll yeah, there's a there's a bench. There's a, there's a bar stool over there. Go grab a bar stool. Park it. Yeah, I forgot about the bar stool. Maybe because we couldn't couldn't get him the mic because we're a little. You're making the listeners nervous too, Kev. Sit down. <laughs> All right, Josh McRae. Good afternoon, brother. Emboldened adventures. Hello. All right, so uh, we're all done with that shit. Yep. All of Where's the, the bar stools? They should be right there. Oh, Kev. Oh, he'll find his way. He's all right. Yeah, he's... <laughs> you don't have to worry. He's not going to come rushing probably, through the wall. No, he's probably like doing Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> There's bar stools right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, just there grab one of those. It's like the Kool-Aid man just, oh, yeah, yeah. bust the freaking door in. That's fine. <laughs> no. Might break. Those are pretty sturdy. Put the wine I brought him up here in case I hit one of the two, the two other idiots one day. But yeah, and I like throwing things. I 
throw. Well, we were just talking. We have to get new mic stands and a new mic holder for that? whatever. Because yeah. uh, the last mic stand failed on me and it got sailed. So yeah, no, it failed because you threw Flew. it across the room and destroyed it. Rock and roll. Come on. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Yeah. Worship master. What got you into Freemasonry? And how did you uh, get to the door, if you will? So I was I was interested in. Um, and Freemasonry early on for several reasons. One in particular was I, I was aware of the uh, association with Freemasonry with a lot of the founding fathers of this great nation, mm-hmm. and um, this is actually, this is actually the answer that I gave when I did my interview, um, and they asked me, well, why do you want to be a Freemason? And I said, well, you know, there's really no, no way to know for sure um, what it is exactly that you guys do. I said, however, I do know that some of the most important men um, in history that I greatly admired and, you know, their philosophies and um, what they gave to the world, you know, through the intercession of American, uh, you know, fundamental beliefs. Mm-hmm. I said, that's something that I, I really want to be a part of. And um, that's, you know, that's what I said. And then I, I didn't know anybody really well, I didn't realize that I knew anybody that was that was actually a brother, ex- with the exception of um, a cousin that I have on my mother's side. And it wasn't like I came from a family of Masons or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had family friends, at least at the time that I knew of, that were Masons. Right. Um, and my cousin, you know, he's he's a, a doctor of history and a professor, and he was, he mm-hmm. was also very into history. So I, I knew that if he, you know, when he became a Freemason and he's, he explained to me how fulfilling it, you know, the experience was for him that it was something that I would be interested in as well. He actually was one of the, the, uh, he was actually the brother that recommended me. Oh, very cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I got into Freemasonry. And I, I honestly can say, um, in November, it'll be 10 years for me. Oh, wow. Uh, actually an interesting fact, me and, uh, <laughs> worshipful brother Ken were actually, uh, raised together. We went through, um, did all our degrees together. Oh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, I actually went on through uh, York right and did those degrees together yeah. as well. We were in the um, same class for both. Yep. And that's how we, yeah, that's how we met initially. That's that's yep. really cool. And uh, yeah. also out of our out of our class, I guess you can call it the, the guys that went through and took their degrees together. Um, one one brother moved away pretty shortly after, um, you know, mm-hmm. for work and school. Um, but out uh, out of the the remaining, um, all three of us have uh, been able to serve as master of the lodge. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty interesting how that all worked out, and at different yeah. times too. It's, it's a rarity not, it's that not that like happens. we all got on the line at the same time. It was different mm-hmm. points in our lives, and you know, um, our terms are kind of spaced out. But yeah, it is a rarity that it happens. It's a rarity that it happens. I know some of the people that I went through, um, on a couple of degrees I went through. They're they're say la vie. Yeah, they're gone. They're, yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually more the norm i think mm. you know, we're definitely yeah. outliers in that we yeah. You know, yeah we have a whole class of guys that are active and again know, some 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 brothers stay with it some just kind of fall off they die in the vine unfortunately along the way it kind of sucks but it, it happens it does happen you know and life life takes you different places you're not necessarily going to be in the same general area you know depending on what what happens and i actually i moved away for um about a year i don't know if you remember i moved to colorado to work with my yeah, uncle I do remember one that. of his businesses yeah um yeah. in the restaurant business for about a year and i got i was in the line and i left but then when i came back um you know i was i was offered um take my position back in the line which i was really grateful for that i did that but it, i almost uh you know left um mm-hmm. i think i was maybe I don't know if it was like the junior deacon at the time or something like that. Yeah, I think that was before we went through York, right? Too. It was. Uh, yeah. It might have been. It yeah. might have been. Yeah, well, that's that's a rarity too that you leave and then come back and your line in 
you know, your position in the your chair in the progressive line is available to you. Yeah. Mm. Like you got really lucky there. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't always work out that way. It's strange how things kind of line up sometimes, yep. you know. So it makes sense that you're in the restaurant business because uh, if I can ask your enforcer over here, where, where's your where's that that thing that you brought in? Oh, the wine caddy. Yeah. I'm actually not in the restaurant business. My family my family's been in the restaurant. Listen, business, your last name is Pisani, so it's either <laughs> restaurant or garbage. I haven't figured out. Oh, excuse we me. actually do waste uh, management. Uh, my, uh, my bad. We actually do steel, steel fabrication. So <laughs> you're not, construction, you know, you're not oh, construction. Off. Yeah. You're, not far, you're not far off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The wine caddy's great. I got a wine caddy for initially for hunting, and now I kind of. This is some good everything. shit, by the way. Yeah, bad, this is. Right? So we're drinking uh, for those who are listening and not actually watching. We're drinking wine, which is this is probably the first time we've ever had wine on the podcast. Oh, usually yeah, we're uh, absolutely. Yeah, usually we're definitely not. Usually we're about a half a bottle deep in the Buffalo Trace at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. And we didn't even have to find wine glasses because, of course, we don't have them in this lodge. No. Uh, Worshipful Brother Joe brought his own. Like, who does that? The wine yeah. caddy, you know? It's freaking yeah. awesome. See? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Pretty cool. Just saying, this, 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 this may have been a good upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. I don't remember you want to know about the wine? Joe bringing a <laughs> wine caddy up here. We have a nice uh, Sangiovese. That's actually from uh, Campo Basso. Um province uh in italy which is actually where my mother's family's from so, so speak nice. of italy you yep. said you watched or listened to the last episode and I you did, have some yep. information some really cool information that i didn't know that you could possibly fill in for our listeners about the last episode and also you have something in front of you there. oh yeah so That's i brought cool. uh, i thought it was interesting i have a, f- a friend who um he's actually an american citizen but he grew up in italy and he goes back and forth. He travels back and forth between uh, the United States and Italy. And he brought me, uh, last time he came back, he brought me a box of uh, Garibaldi cigars. It's got the man's is, uh, portrait right the on The man's portrait's cool. right on it. So he is, you know, he is definitely, um, like, I guess the equivalent of a George Washington figure mm. for yeah. uh, for Italians. But, um, yeah, I listened, to, I listened to the last podcast actually this morning just to kind of get familiar with uh, – you know your guys platform the shenanigans and I, I wish i, I, I is, the shenanigans are great i wish i've been listening all along unfortunately i i was slacking in that sense but um i did listen to the um the last podcast about uh, garibaldi and you guys definitely raised a lot of um important and interesting facts um we were wrong about most of them i'm sure but no you weren't wrong so and so when you talk about this subject it's 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 interesting because you have to be able to look at it in the context of the period of the time. Yep. And I think once you do that, you you, you can kind of see that, like, the reason maybe that that uh, people from that period, especially, like, you know, um, boisterous figures like Garibaldi were so mm-hmm. emboldened and impassioned and kind of like, yeah, this needs to go to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost hard to resonate or be able to, to relate to people that, that mm. existed and, like, Right. Extre- like so extreme oppression in the sense where like the southern the southern they weren't states they were closer to where you said it was like, like city city state, city so state entities they're mm-hmm. basically provinces in different territories mm-hmm. the south had, had historically been um occupied and subjugated by all different entities different monarchies empires mm-hmm. i mean we're going back even you know if you can go back to the roman times the, the south has always been mm-hmm. a tumor tumultuous area mm. and at that point in history in the 1800s right about when we were having our civil war and trying to um you know emancipate and outlaw slavery mm. and uh really unite the nation and all people in the nation mm. in italy it was like they were basically 
if you were a you know a, a resident of rural Italy, like you uh, you were a farmer and you were subject to whatever whoever whatever entity ruled you, whatever they said goes. So right. you might be a farmer and you're you're keeping like ten percent of all the you know the right. the stuff you would produce, and the rest is going to and it stayed in Italy like that for right. a long time. So it was feudal. It, it's it's definitely feudal, yeah. and yeah. I, I even have um, you know ancestry that I was I was fortunate enough to grow up with that lived, you know, in that part of Italy um, before World War II and during World mm -hmm. War II. And it was even like that at, up until that point with the fascists because mm. they would tell you, well, if you love your country, you're going to give us 80% of all the wheat you, you know, right, that right, you right. harvest because we need to we need to supply the military in the war effort. Right. So you had people coming, you had people basically coming to the fold when they say they unified Italy. Um, that's interesting in itself because... Rome Romans see themselves as Roman like they mm -hmm. always have even during the Roman Empire right um the idea of an Ita an italic peninsula actually comes from the region of Italy where my father's family's from and then there was this was pre-Roman Empire there was a, a king in um the region we now know as Calabria his name was King mm -hmm. Italus and he was one of the first elders this is when there was like tribes and clans mm -hmm. pretty pretty similar mm -hmm. to other you know archaic uh, societies he was the first to basically broker a peace, a day of peace between all of the tribes in that in that region. And they what they did was they had a big dinner and they would all share whatever they gathered and harvest. So hmm. it was in that sense, which is almost like that's a very socialistic idea. It's like all right. yeah, all, all, we're all going to meet for a set period of time. And instead of killing each other, like, well, you know, I got plenty of wine, but I don't have much meat and you yeah. got plenty of meat but you don't have much wine so let's ha let's all come to the table and yeah. it does definitely resonate with kind of masonic yeah. principles yeah yeah so, and then my ancestors showed up the normans and just started just <laughs> mashing the hell out of everything in yeah. southern italy Screwed and, everything. oh yeah i mean so, so and yes. the reason why like i said i've talked about it in the podcast before but the reason why i bring that up is because my mother's last name is perfetti so okay. i always thought i was italian yeah, did one of those twenty three and me, and guess what? Yeah, I'm not. I'm zero point zero zero Italian, but I'm like fifty percent Scandinavian. Okay. Yep. And then when I started doing the history of my mother's name, sure shit, Parfit mm -hmm. is actually Scandinavian. So I'm like, oh, oh shit. We, we still don't claim him as one of our own. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do like a racial draft or something. Right. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the Italians can have George. <laughs> all right, all right, we'll take him. Scandinavia. I actually have blonde hair and blue eyes. My family's all Southern Italian. They're, right. they're very dark. And uh, on my mother's side, I had an uncle who always used to say, no, no, our, our family comes um, from a Viking lineage. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? You're like four foot nine. <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, no, I'm telling you, your, your great, great grandfather was seven feet tall and he was a ginger. He had a red beard. <sighs> and ginger. Oh, yeah. And, he, and I would, I would, you know, I was like, I, you know, he's He's saying drunk things, but um, no, there's definitely, you know, there, that that part of the world specifically mm. was very integrated since right. the dawn of humanity. Yeah, people conquering right. each other and occupying and, and, you know, mixing and mingling. So, <laughs> what's your brother Joseph Schultz says? Uh, George's ancestors were knee breakers. It's as high as they could reach. That's cute. Nice. Um, you know, one of the things that just when like and I kind of we kind of I don't think we shit on Garibaldi. No, not at we all. We just not think that all. he had. No, I'm not nope. saying you were. I'm just I was thinking about it afterward. Like you know, the mindset back then was very much 
militaristic. Like you Absolutely. had nations that were. I mean, look, Christ, look how long England and France went at it, in Spain. Like it was just expansionism in mm-hmm. a sense. So, for what Garibaldi was saying about you know uniting Europe under, it, it's not far off if you really think about it. Yeah. I mean, look at Napoleon, that little midget ass. He freaking tore ass all the way up to freaking Russia. So, I mean, it's kind of like the period of the time is that kind of was like. The thing is that we're yeah. going to unite all of Europe. And now here we are. We have the EU. Yeah. yeah. It's all fair. We see how I that's working. I don't, know if, he, it, I don't, I don't know if he was – like their specific goal was an actual form of government or, or a solidified structure like that, but right. more in the sense of it was like – it was almost like a second enlightenment period at that right. point in history. Right. Like we were, we, were, we were at war to, to, to end slavery in the United States. They were trying to end imperialism – Right. And colonialism mm-hmm. in Europe, and right. and uh, you know that's I think it's more in regards to it was the principles, what we credit well America America for saying you know um, well America was the example that, to the rest of the world mm-hmm. what democracy and uh, you know constitutional republics and human rights mm-hmm. look like, and I think it was in more of that sense, but it definitely mm-hmm. was militaristic because that again these people were a product of their time, mm-hmm. um, you know they're. You can't have any form of security if you don't have any uh, any kind of unity in your nation. You know what I mean? Secondly, if you hear me laugh, it's because yeah. I'm looking at the comments of uh, yeah, the, the, the shit. Uh, GG. Right. Gangrene. Yes, we know. <laughs> Gangrene's in the house. Yeah. Um, funny thing you brought up, you were talking about uh, before about America and Garibaldi. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's an interesting... Um, I didn't come prepared with the the links to the articles, but you can research this on your own. I encourage you to. Um, well, so Garibaldi, you actually touched on the fact that he was very active in South America. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, he really was a believer in the unification of of the common man with the aristocracy at the time and giving mm-hmm. giving the common person a say in their, you know, the determination of their own fate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um in South America, he was in exile because he he had been trying to do what he eventually was able to do in Italy for a long time, and mm. you know they exiled him, and he went there, and he I believe it was Uruguay, he helped mm-hmm. them gain yeah. their independence. Mm-hmm. So at that point, he did travel to the United States afterwards, and this was during the time of our Civil War. And um, the reason they have the uh, Garibaldi Lodge in Manhattan is because he actually attended lodge at that lodge. So, um, what was it a different 1800s. name, and then they changed it to you know, Garibaldi? I don't, I don't no, no, know. Not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what the name was. I know because yeah. I, I read this, I read this um, article. It was actually a while back, right. a while back. But what, what the reason I found the article is because the title of it was Abraham Lincoln secretly met with Garibaldi to offer him the position of, of uh, commander of the Union forces. So basically, really? Gen- wow. General Grant's job because well, I Gar- mean, Grant was kind of a Garibaldi was actually probably regarded as a superior strategist in general at the time in in, in the global scale. I mean, he wasn't would, I mean I could be wrong here, but wasn't like Grant? He was kind of like a drunk, wasn't he? He was a I don't know, if and he not was really the, a skilled commander. I don't really, know if right? he was the first choice for the job, but he you know he yeah. definitely himself once he was able to right. get the, given the opportunity and that's the other thing too some of the greatest leaders are you know their their personal lives are train wrecks but right trial I mean, by look, fire yeah, yeah. look at like oh, i mean look, look at like at winston at sherman yeah yeah sherman, sherman. sherman. winston yeah. churchill like you know some of the greatest uh that son of a bitch is still hated in the south to this day <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so i guess abraham lincoln garibaldi met uh oh, secretly that's... and um garibaldi was pretty he was he I, from what the article said he was interested, but mm. he was more concerned with 
doing what he did wanted to do in his homeland. I would love to find out more about that. That's uh, interesting. Yep. Why didn't he take the job? I wonder. No idea. Hey, can I get a little bit more of that? Absolutely. Shit. (laughs) So the the article said there was it was a twofold. He really wanted he really wanted to go back to Italy and accomplish what he had set out to do initially and unify the you know try to unify his his native land. But it was also he wanted Abraham Lincoln to guarantee the uh, abolition of slavery, and at that point, Abraham Lincoln uh, could not. He, okay. he, he told him, "This is my complete intention, but you know, I'm I'm also you. a product of the constraints of yeah, yeah. Right. the geopolitical affairs in the United States at that time. Like that was that was his that goal, happens. but you know, yeah. So mm, Garibaldi went back to Italy, and um, yeah, it's. He's 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 based. The reason they say he is the George Washington of Italy is because he was a master at organizing non-military, uh, you know, citizens and civilians into mo- and, and using militias, similar to how George Washington did in, in mm. tactics of guerrilla warfare, which aren't conventional at the time, mm. and, and and he was successful. So people, I mean, well, I mean, realistically, dictators and tyrants fear that, you know, the downside of that is, is that's not 100 percent entirely accurate because George Washington was left with a freaking dumpster fire. Uh, Oh, yeah. It was actually what's his name? Uh, Marquis de Lafayette. No, nope, nope. The other one. Um, Oh, he was the German guy that they couldn't verify his credentials. What the hell is it? Von Steuben? Uh, I can't remember his name. He was he was ousted from the, the German Von Steuben. He was the one who was homosexual, got... so they basically threw him out of Germany. Right. And, and right. Uh, but they also couldn't uh, verify his credentials either. I thought it was like he was Baron Von Steuben was his name. Yes, I'm, yeah. yeah, but I mean he he whipped those sons of bitches. He did, oh, yeah. man. So well, you know what though, we honest to God, yeah. there are people in this world, and I find this. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, thank you, uh, worship brother George Von Steuben. Von Steuben. There are people in this world that, I mean, all of your, not all, most of your greatest talents were were not educated. Like for, for Albert Einstein. Not formal, well, super formally educated. Not too. super formally. Yeah. Albert Einstein, perfect example. He was, you know, ridiculously intelligent. Yep. And I think he, didn't he like get out of, he not failed out of high school, but. Uh, he, I think he, he flunked out of college and something he ended that up going i know to that university he wasn't... and he was working in a patent office and then yeah i mean that's right. when he was developing some of his I mean, initial you take theories it yeah. down to modern time i mean the viet cong <laughs> yeah they worked yeah. in freaking rice patties and whooped some ash and yeah. how about uh benjamin franklin benjamin brother, Frank? brother ben yeah, yeah. Oh, what like... they say a second grade education pretty much yeah, or... yeah. all right so let's uh let's bring it back to you so you found freemasonry you filled out the petition you're about yep. to. Um, so I took my. You're about to take the EEA. Yep. And I ask this question all the time. <laughs> they get you in that prep room. Yep. The lights are low. You hear a little. You hear a little. Uh, what is it? Worship brother Ken is in there with you. <laughs> <laughs> Worship brother Ken's in here. You're only by candlelight, and you hear a little bit of. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, not Barry Manilow. What's the other Barry, guy? Barry White. Barry White. Thank you. <laughs> no. You hear a little Barry White, and all of a sudden they tell you. Right, get naked. What's going through your head at this point? I was glad I wore. What? I was glad I wore underwear that day. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> another rarity. No, I actually, joke. I laugh. I kid. But realistically, when they said it to me, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, but you know, what, like, what the hell's so, going on? What's going so, on in your head? So honestly, I was, I didn't know what to expect with with Freemasonry, and I, I was definitely coming from. Uh, you know, a place of some ignorance in the sense where I was like, am I going to, I was like, I thought it was like, 
I, I in, into kind of like the mythology you get from the movies where like mm-hmm. oh it's the super elites and like are they gonna really embrace me and uh, and then my so when I was in the preparation room ready to take my degree all I could think about was man everyone's gonna see my tattoos and they're gonna think like you know yeah they're gonna think mm-hmm. like so the funny thing, the funny thing was I agree all, because all, I'm covered in skulls we so all we I all mean. start to get changed <laughs> and I realized that like everybody has tattoos everybody yeah. in the room has tattoos like Ken's got yep. these great uh ancient Egyptian like hieroglyphic tattoos real colorful stuff and and Chris had his navy ta- and I was like oh yeah Chris yeah, I, it was such a load off yeah. for me I wasn't he's got a tribal tattoo I around his arm it might as well be around his thigh no 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 I wasn't nervous about taking a degree or any of that I was nervous about being judged for my tattoos so when yeah, I saw no, everybody was, else had tattoos it was like it was no, like the silliest thing now looking there's, back there's but, past masters in that lodge that have like full sleeves oh and yeah stuff. well like now yeah, well, well now I know but yeah. going into it yeah. I was like so my so you you know bro, uh, brother Dennis right he was on my investigative committee and I yep. remember <laughs> I had mentioned I said you know I was in, I was an officer in my college fraternity and he says hey listen here buddy I want to make this real clear <laughs> this ain't a drinking club he goes <laughs> if you're looking for a drinking club you go join the Elks he goes this yep, is right. serious business I said yep. all right <laughs> and then <laughs> and Dennis is the first one to like come down after a degree and like have a couple of drinks <laughs> and just oh, talk he's, smack he's the best know? I love yeah. him so much and I was yeah. like so when after I after I, I took my degrees I was like Dennis what was what was all that about you know I I was like, you don't want competition? I was like, hey, you want to go? I said, you know, you want to go? Just wanted to scare you. want to go glass for glass? And yeah, honest to God, there's a lot of those screwing around games. I, I know, I know Grand Lodge or Grand Lodges are going to frown upon that. Don't mess with them. But, I mean, we don't really haze. Like, contrary no, to popular no, belief, no one's, no one's getting the shit beat out of them. Not no at one's all. getting, you know, uh, beaten with paddles like in college fraternities stuff mm-hmm. so there's no real hazing it's more no. about the experience but i mean if you're this is my opinion if you're going to so- solidify a close brotherly friendship there's nothing better than fucking around with each other yeah you like, gotta have banter you, <laughs> you gotta, gotta have, have banter, banter. I mean, after yeah like so when uh like i said when you tell ryan like uh hey uh hey ryan uh, you know the goat's gonna come at around uh, <laughs> three o'clock you know he's gonna kick your uh, and he's in the bushes puking his brains out before his Master Mason degree. Like, and then afterward, we laugh about it. Hey, it's fun. you know. Right. And again, all of that banter cuts off the minute that lodge opens. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then it goes to seriousness. Yep. Once it closes, the banter begins again. Yep. And, and then you laugh about, ah, you're puking in the bushes, you, well, you bitch. Gotta, like, you got to have fellowship, <laughs> right? That's part, that's part of it is, yep. you know. I mean, we do serious work. We do we do important charity work. We do important work for the community. But at the same, you know, at the same time, we also have a good time. We have we have a lot of fellowship. You know what I mean? We have a lot of a lot of banter, and you know. See, this is what the shit I'm talking about. That keeps everything interesting. Uh, brother Jim Devaney, Ken's tramp stamp. <laughs> tramp stamp. It's like way too high up my back to be a tramp. <laughs> God, <laughs> you got a trip. I, I didn't oh, see that Devaney. one. Yeah, uh, th- this, this happens one. all the time. This is just, the, the is comments will kill next you. Next time I see you in Lodge, Devanius. <laughs> Past masters, tramp stamp. George, try to use a big word. I double dog dare you. Uh, what big word? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Egregious. It's an egregious request. <laughs> right. yeah, I, don't I don't know. I make first yeah. one that pops to, pops to mind. Anyway, so uh, you take your EA degree. Yep. Um, you go through all the degrees. 
Um, where do you want to go from there? You just kind of like I want to sit as a brother so on the sideline, hang I, out. I, yeah, I, want to get active. I, I was basically getting getting my bearings, getting a feel for everything once I took my 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 three degrees, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to get super involved right away. Although I did attend regularly, oh. mm-hmm. and I remember this is right. We we uh, we joined right around when the perfect Ashler Award I think started becoming a oh, thing. Yeah, it was like yeah. a year or two before that. <laughs> and I remember Ken it. saying to me like, "Why aren't you doing the Ashler? Like you've got you qualified for like all these things by just." I just so how, showing up regularly. Like, uh, ah, I don't know. How long have you guys been Masons, if you don't mind me asking? It's going to be 10 years in November. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. I'm right around the, the 12, 13 mark or so. Mm-hmm. And that pissed me off when that freaking Ashlar thing came out. Because anybody. <laughs> done everything. I was already yeah, passed yeah. everything. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. Like, I've already been. like I think <laughs> I was master at that point. I'm like. Yep. I did uh, most of them, and I never filled out the paperwork. I was like, ah, oh, I'm not interested. That's what I'm saying. Like, everything <laughs> that was yeah. on the paperwork, I was like, ah. Oh. In mm-hmm. hindsight, you know, I definitely encourage everybody now and since then. I said, you're, you're, if mm. you're just an active member at Harmony, you'll, you'll do like three quarters of right. the yeah. things that. Right, right. Yeah, Kev, Kev is working on it I now. Mean, so. It doesn't take much, right? It, it's literally not like, a few. I think the hardest one. An active lot. Yeah, the hardest one, I think, was attending a Masonic funeral. Like, well, shit, I don't want to attend that damn thing. I hope it doesn't happen. Like, I hope yeah. this is one that I don't get, you yeah. know? But, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some of them that's like, oh, shit, I don't know. Yeah. But. Just so uh, everyone understands what the perfect Ashler is, in our jurisdiction, ah, yeah. we do Talk have uh, a Grand Lodge-based award that um, I think there's 15 or so things. How many? 18? 18? 18. Okay, and you have to do 10 of them, right? Yep, so there are things like attend a Masonic funeral or sit in a you know, pro tem as an officer and like learn the job or tile mm-hmm. a meeting or whatever. Yep, help set up a lodge room. Yeah, and it, it's just there. things to, to try to get you to learn more about masonry when you're right. a young mason. You have to do it within your first year of becoming a master mason. Like one of them is like do a ritual or do a, do a lecture. Do a lecture during a degree. degree. Mm-hmm. And if you get 10 out of those, 10 or more of those. Which isn't um, hard because you got to learn it anyway. So Yeah, yeah, that's why I did that one. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, we proficiency right you already learned that lecture you might as well do that in lodge and that's actually what got me into ritual in the first place was doing that and then just learning more and learning more and learning more and doing doing it more and more often but when you hand that in to your secretary within a year of being master mason you do at least 10 of those things uh grand lodge will invite you to their next session and Mm -hmm. give you a nice award and Mm -hmm. i think a pin and um a nice certificate uh worship brother joe we traded uh ginger joe for a different joe <laughs> yeah we made a trade in the chopping block yeah. um uh what was i gonna say that so uh you take the officer's chair did you go from you go from bottom to top so the first chair i i i, I um had the pleasure of serving it was was uh, as a marshal and a i served chair. as the marshal for a couple of years and then i decided to get into the line and i went in as a uh, senior steward Okay, mm-hmm. that's um, pretty much Marshall, senior steward, junior steward, right? You know, yeah, well, that area is where you usually start. Yeah, yep. I didn't want to get into the line necessarily right away. I didn't mm-hmm. think I was, you know, really ready for that. So I, I actually um, volunteer or voluntold. No, I actually approached the master at the time and I said, um, you know, I'd like to get involved, but I don't want I don't want anything with like a, a right. considerable amount of responsibility. But I'd like to be more active. And uh, right. they were like, we got the perfect chair for you. You can be the marshal. Yeah. So. I did the marshal for a while, and then I got into the line. Um, around that time, I, I started getting involved with the, some of the appendant bodies, and mm-hmm. I took um, mm-hmm. some of my Scottish Rite degrees, and I actually went through uh, the York Rite with uh, Worshipful Brother Ken. So, question for you. This is a question we've never asked anybody before. As a fairly new Mason, what was your biggest fear? Mm. 
Um, probably in regards to like getting like, into the line or taking parts in the just degrees. It was everything pro- it about was masonry. Pro- it was probably the public speaking. Aspect. Public speaking. Okay. Um, I, I, um, you got some really articulate. A lot of people say the purple. You got purple. Mm. No, you know it doesn't seem to bother him. <laughs> our, well, not uh, your no, lodge because there's freaking loaded full of purple. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no, our lodge. Everybody, I really, uh, I really recognize and appreciated the environment that we're. We have, um, you know, definitely at our lodge, but at all the lodges where mm-hmm. everyone has a right to speak and, right. you know, everybody meets on the level. And um, right. what made me kind of what I was nervous about was there's there were some real there's some really articulate and very mm-hmm. intelligent, well spoken brethren. And you hear some of these guys speak and you're like, oh, shit, now nah, I'm going to get up and try to like we'll beat that. <laughs> I'm going to get up and try to like hang with that, you know, right. contend with that. So it's kind of a, it's kind of like definitely helps you sharpen your public speaking skills. The more the more involved you get. And um, I think definitely like the uh, the degree work will help with that. Um, right. And realistically, like you know, y- you will do that throughout your entire Masonic career. Like even like when I've given when I've done degrees, like when I've actually sat as master and I do my part, and you're sat as master, you do you think you did great, right? Yep. And then you go to another so. yeah. Then you go to another lodge and you hear another brother do it, and you're yeah. like. Fuck, I missed that yeah, word. There's always somebody who does a lecture better than you. It's there's always Damn, somebody. Damn, he did it better. I like the yeah. way he moved. I like the way he yep. he you know did this, or I like the way he did that. Yeah. Or or oh shit, I missed a word, or oh you know I missed that part, or you know, and it happens. You know, you're never perfect, and you try your best. But so I can understand that. And the reason why I said the purple is because uh, that was my fear. The don't purple, forget. Yeah. Don't Let's forget when I was kind of coming up through. Marshall Robinson was the DD. Yeah, I could see him as being intimidating. Intimidating some yeah. bitch. Like, yeah. great guy. Yeah, great Mason. Intimidating as shit. And plus, yep. he was a cop too, which makes it all the worse. So you know, he's like, he's got that. I love Marshall. I feel like sometimes when I'm talking to him, I'm talking to like a general. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah like, that, there you go. That's, like, that's exactly like what, what I'm talking about. He yelled at him once this too. This is what it must feel like to talk to like General Patton. You yeah, know? And, but yeah. look, you wait for him to slap you and be like, "Stop being a bitch!" Yeah. Like he's got that. He's like, a he's a tremendous human being. Douche to him, I guess. A tremendous human being. He definitely has a presence. But I, I'll tell you, when you get. Uh, when you get like a uh, a compliment or like a, mm. a, a pat on the back from Marshall, it's it like means a lot. It's, rare, it's like holy it's cow, rare, yeah, it means a lot. It's Absolutely. rare, yeah, because he definitely he definitely has a presence. It's like mm. you know. Didn't he uh, tell somebody to tell your car once? Yeah. <laughs> And that man says he's gonna tow your car. He's like, this was early on. Oh. I, uh, <laughs> you parked in a spot, didn't you? No. Well, I had this. <laughs> yeah, was, I had this yeah. old. It was like an '88 uh, Benz, like an '88 uh, 300e. And uh, it was rear wheel drive, and our our parking lot it's probably in the, it's in rough shape. To, to right. be able to pave it, we'd have to put in catch basins and right. spend like a yeah. ton of money. You're talking know, about the, the back city. of that Highland, yeah, the back. Yeah, of the yeah the so dirt so that thing there. turns in before we got we had like the the stones put in, like it was milled yeah. a little bit. It used to just turn into a mud bowl, yeah. and I was like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get stuck in here mm-hmm. and have to like you know right 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 you know. So I was like, I just parked at like the right next to like the. Uh, the second entrance or like the exit of the lot right. and somebody can't somebody comes inside and goes hey there's a strange car park park block in the lot and Mar- marshall routes gets up and goes well tow that shit he's like <laughs> immediately and i said well uh, so, <laughs> i said well guys hang on i said it's my car it's all right i'll move it you know and he, and he, and he got a little upset he was like well what are you doing parking there don't you know you're blocking and i said listen I, you know i uh 
I said, I didn't want to park in the lot because I knew I was going to get stuck. And I said, there was a big attendance that night. I said, the street's kind of loaded up. I didn't, you know, I, w- I was trying to get in and get ready. I didn't want to park far away. And he's going, you can't block the lot. You got to move that right now. Yeah. He's so, a brand new Mason, too. I was, yeah, yeah, I was relatively new. And I was like, all right, I didn't want to make this dude angry. But I'm gl- I was just glad my car didn't get towed, like, immediately. That's fun. <laughs> I was like, imagine if I was in the bathroom or something. And they were like, you know. <laughs> Get that car towed immediately. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, he don't he don't play games. But like I said, he is an absolute gentleman. He's yeah. a great guy. Um, it, he you got to respect the fact that in lodge when it's when it's time to be serious, like he means business. And oh, yeah. You don't want to uh, you don't want to yep. tread lightly. You know he don't play. Not tread lightly when Marshall's in the room, and and that's <laughs> that's important. But in a social setting, I mean, he's he's a hilarious. You also. Absolute gentleman. Don't want to be the Mason to screw up your ritual on the night that he's the master. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, I'm not the. Listen, Ken. Ken's a very humble guy. He's an he's an awesome ritualist. I struggle mm. a little bit with with uh, you know with degree work and rem- I'm good at I'm good at selling though because I'm good at improv. Right. I come from a mm. you know stage and film background. But and again, I remember we did a degree at Harmony. I was second craft. Uh, I was second ruffian. Ken was first. This Which is, is not my favorite part. This is part before to do, yeah. we did this. Yeah. Ken did fine. I'm usually third guy. I like being third guy. I'm small. I'm compact. Yeah, you got the same number of lines. I got a little bit of flight. If, if yeah. anybody's picking up on me, I can, I can pro- propel myself at someone. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. But I was second this night, and I wasn't good at it. And sh- I'm not good at it. It's not my part. Yeah. So we did second. I screwed up. And Marshall's always Marshall. the master for the second half. Uh-huh. Master Mason. You already know where this so, is yeah. going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yep. You're ruining it, George. Shit. No, I'm even worse on the spot now. Yeah, so now yeah, I'm like, nervous. Oh, oh. I'm nervous and I'm screwing it up even worse. So I, I understand that. <laughs> Favorite chair in the lodge. Besides the master. Master's I, not fun. The, ma- the master's. Uh, just started. Just started, yeah. It's, oh, so he hasn't had my his baptism by fire yet. I don't know. Have you? Have you had your baptism by fire? I'm not sure what that no is. No chaos yet? I've said so this far? before. No, Every no, yeah, single master has one thing that happens during their year that is just a shit show. Put the, Something don't goes put the, crazy. Don't put the jinx on me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not putting the jinx on you. It may be small. It may be large. So but you're going to have a situation. So besides that, what was your favorite? Besides the masters, what I was kind of driving yep. at, what was your favorite position moving from bottom to top? So that's that's an that's an interesting question. I think I'd have to say I, I did enjoy the warden's chairs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think junior warden I liked because that's the first uh, that's the first mm-hmm. time you you're you know you're in one of the uh, you're 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 in the south you're in one of the mm-hmm. uh, the principal officers chairs. Right. And um, I think you know that that was that's like. You notice the change as you progress through the chairs. You get more right. and more responsibility, but it's also structured that there there are like lulls b- before you get a position where there's way more in- involvement. You kind of have a chair in between, right. and that's that's one of the chairs where it's like, all right, well, you're now your principal officer, right? And uh, better you know, start studying the degrees. Better start studying <laughs> the degrees. I mean, because you're third guy in line yep. to, to run the degrees. Right, and it's right, right. Like, but you know, if you if you're if you have a a strong and an active lodge. You know, right. you're not going to be right. typically put on the spot to mm-hmm. be acting master as a junior warden. I always so, found most people like the senior deacon, and I, I truly feel that a it's got you're more active in the lodge because I mean realistically, yep. you go from junior deacon where you get like 
what two lines at the beginning and the end to running the degree. <laughs> so we're doing basically. the whole degree. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you're the point guy. Yep. yep. You know, doing the doing the floor work. Yeah. And it's 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 a jump from going from basically the first three guys in line, senior, junior, this junior and senior stewards, and yep. the junior deacon really don't do much. The stewards do. Right. Oh, no, a dude, bit don't, don't say that he doesn't do much, man. He's gonna like. No, 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 no. I'm saying, but like, <laughs> he'll throw you out that window. Shake him. <laughs> Those guys bust their asses, man. You, you don't have much of a part in the degree as some of the other stewards officers. Do. So you, stewards do. The yeah. stewards do. Yes. Yep. Junior, Junior Deacon's got one line during yeah. a degree. One line, yep. and that's it. Yep. So you go from basically doing stuff as a steward. Yep. Right. To Junior Deacon, basically doing nothing. <laughs> Yeah. To senior deacon, which is doing. Here you go, one. kid. Yeah. Yep, yep. Have at it. Yeah. And then you go back to the junior warden. It's, but it works. It works. Like it's a. It's, right. it's the genius of the Masonic institution right. because when you're an officer and you're going through that, like you realize that there is, you know, there's manifest design in that. Like they right. did it that yeah. way right. for a reason to teach right. you how to become a leader. It's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So become the master. Get elected. Yeah. How was your election night? Nerve wracking? No. Shit, shit yourself. Um, the reason why I'm asking is because I know your lodge is progressive, right? Progressive line yep. for the most part. Yep. Our lodge is not, which means you have to earn your bones here. If you don't earn your bones, you ain't moving. And it's happened multiple times already. Our our election night is <laughs> Well, I mean there is I just want to say we do have veto power, right? Like if you're oh, it's still you know the, the lodge still it's has still to election, elect yeah. you to be a junior warden. If you're not ready for it, then they will find oh, really? some other. Okay. Yeah, All it's right. not so progressive. Doesn't some lodges are just progressive; mean, they just push and push right. and push. Yes. Well, no, yes. as part of our our tradition, when when you're a principal officer, either a junior or a senior warden, um, you will have to to run a degree as master before you can progress to the next chair. So okay. usually the junior warden doesn't. So EA. you got to earn your bones. Yeah, right. absolutely. Okay. So you right. got you know you show that you're proficient and suitable, right. and it's important because if. If there ever was a case where the master is absent or the, and the senior warden is absent, then the junior warden should be prepared to be right. able yep. to run the degrees. So yeah. it is an important part of you the process. But You wouldn't um, believe how many freaking people get caught with their freaking pants around their ankles with that, though. Oh, yeah. When they, they, not to talk about degrees, because usually everybody's pretty good with that, but I mean, how many closing. times where you have a junior, uh, where a master and a senior warden are like, yeah, I'm not making it tonight. Yeah. I'm at work or I'm sick or whatever the hell. And then you get the junior warden get up there and he's like, uh, I mean, you've got to be ready to do that. You take the obligation when you when you when you're installed in that position. Right. And that's right? why if you, I, just, that's, if you gloss it over and you're not taking it seriously, yeah. then you're putting the whole lodge at risk. Right. And that's yeah. why I say the junior warden. I think was was a, definitely a standout chair for mm. me because that's when you're 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 okay. Now you're responsible for mm. you know you may be low lower on the tier, but you are responsible for running the lodge. Pretty much. If if it comes down to that. So it's like, you know. So your election night wasn't stressful? You weren't like... No, no. Um, you wanted the master chair? You wanted to be master? I... So I never actually oh, planned on being master. I thought uh, I would go through some of the chairs, and then, right. you know, I, I probably would move, or I'd... Kick I'd around. Just, I couldn't... Sense. It was almost like I couldn't imagine being the... Actually right. being the master. So when it came around, I was I was like, okay, I'm going to be definitely pre- going to prepare for this. And right. Plan my year out and do the best job that I can do, but it still right. felt felt you know pretty surreal until right. um, mm-hmm. you know relatively recently. So yeah, I um, remember uh, there's some there's been election nights here where it's like pins and needles. It's like oh, is he gonna get it? Is he gonna get it? Is he gonna get it? No, and then the vote comes in. Sure. It's like nine nine. You're like oh, you gotta right. vote again. Like I was definitely I'm very very um, humbled and grateful and, and mm. blessed that uh, everybody had 
such confidence in me because it wasn't right. unanimous. Oh, uh, it was unanimous. It was a unanimous vote. And, yep. um, we always get some shitbag who writes in, like, either like the secretary's name or Captain, the secretary's Captain name Crunch. or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, Captain Crunch. Uh, okay, I don't. <laughs> well, no. no, we don't get it, like, coursing kidding, around I'm like kidding. that. Yeah, yeah. We no, get, it is serious. But we'll get, like, a rando. It's like, uh, you know, you know, Joseph Pisani for, uh, for Worshipful Master. Nine votes. One vote. George Marjorie. It's like, yeah. what the f- who are you? Like, <laughs> who's doing this? <laughs> I think our, our secretary um, votes for someone else every year, and it's right. almost unanimous except his vote. He, right, vote, right, he's, right. He, vote he votes for somebody else. Oh, for secretary. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't Marty, want to be secretary. He doesn't yeah. want to be secretary. Oh, yeah. That was like, me for like three it'll, years. It'll now. be like 23 yeah. votes for Marty, and then it'll be like one vote for somebody random, and it's like that was Marty's vote. Yeah. Right. And our last, yeah. our last election we had here, well, I don't know, the, not the last one, the one before that, it was, and again, I was conditioning Rafferty to take over as secretary so that's where we were going but it literally the freaking secretary thing came out five five or like five five or like seven five or seven seven or something Ooh, it was yeah. dead even and I'm like mm, guys we talked about this I'm yeah. done yep. <laughs> we talked about this why 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 is it coming out even but Clearly whatever um so you become the master yeah um without getting into detail Oh, you had already taken the the York Wright degrees then, huh? So I took the York Wright uh, degree, so I actually had COVID for the past master's degree, so I didn't attend. But okay. the way it All worked right. out is by taking the York Wright degrees, I was able to just take the obligation so you took to the, serve you as took, master. But you took the virtual. I, t- I um, No, actually. Virtual past master. Yeah, right? in York Wright. In yes. York Wright. Yeah. In York Wright. Which yeah. is pretty much identical to, without getting into detail. Different yep. obligation. How'd, you, how'd yeah. you feel after that uh, past master degree? That was that was great. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed all, all of uh, the appendant body degrees, and I um, I'm really grateful that I was able to do them. In addition to uh, worshipful brother Ken uh, taking those degrees, I mean, my father right. did actually as well. So it was definitely a very memorable uh, memorable time for me. There are two um, degrees in masonry, and I don't know if you've ever taken the second one. Two degrees in masonry, and the second one kind of has fallen off the wagon a little bit. There's two degrees in masonry that is, involves horse pr- play, horse play, excuse me, but oh, but will absolutely remind you of your Masonic obligations. Mm-hmm. One of them being the past master degree, and the other one being the perfect craftsman degree. Yep. Those two degrees, uh, have you taken it yet? Perfect, Perfect craftsman degree? is no, it's not a York right degree. It's a it's, it's kind like of, an, it's like a extra degree. Yeah, it's like it's a like, um, sort of a fun degree. It's not a sanctioned so. degree, right, but it's a fun. I don't degree. believe I've yeah. taken that one. Yo. Those two degrees will absolutely remind you of your uh, Masonic obligation and make you look like an ass while you're taking it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are the fun ones. They're um, humbling degrees. They're humbling They're meant humbling to humble degrees. you and remind you. And they do a good job. Yeah. Granted, I wish it was the perfect craftsman of like the 1960s and not today. Yeah. Because they had a lot more Did fun you with that it. that one that was up here? I took it way uh, before that. Okay. Well, there was like a, I don't know if you were here that night where there, it was like the first Masonic district was doing the. Uh, yes, I was craftsman. here that night. I have a dues card from them too. There's nothing yeah. like I took. Okay. Let's put it that way. Mine right. was way worse. Okay. Uh, they do things to ridicule you okay. for being so stupid <laughs> yeah, so, they, well yeah. again ken it's a reminder the one that was done here yeah was different than what i was done yeah okay, okay. all right fair enough um and we'll leave it at that but 
Uh, you took the 1970s version, I guess. I did. Yeah. I have to keep my eye out for one. So yeah, if it comes around, and and I wanted to get it going. What the is third... it part of? Is it part of Scottish Rite? No, it's just of... it's its, it's own just thing. A, it's just thing. like uh, the pa- the Council of Past Masters does the Past Masters was the degree. F- it's was... kind of like that, and it's not every district it has first. it. Interesting. Okay. I think yeah, it was. It I did it. First it, it was first district yeah. because I, my dues card says the fourth district, so I had it done by an entirely. Oh, okay. I had it done in Meriden. Um, okay. Uh, and they were talking. They were, I was trying to actually revive it here or get it going in the third district and hope people would participate and wanted to make it the actual full thing, yeah. including the field day. Yeah, we don't have one here. And in the third uh, right now. we I should th- do that. Interesting. We should. Yeah. Um. But anyway, let's get back to you here. So, master year. Yeah. What, what are your plans? So my plans, in a general sense, is basically to be able to have. Um, the most events that we can do that'll that'll bring that'll bring uh, participation and fellowship amongst the craft that mm. it, that it's feasible to do. Um, we're doing specifically a George Washington dinner mm. um, later this month. We actually we actually had to put a cap on it because we have uh, we had such a good turnout um, awesome. for RSVPs. Yeah, really yeah, quickly. That that seems to be uh, a good thing. Th- this seems to be a trend with uh, Worshipful Brother Joe's administration here because. <laughs> Every event and every degree and every meeting he's had has had like double the normal attendance. I think it's great that you had a you have an administration. I think when I was coming through, it was yeah. a regime. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely an administration. But we get a lot of brothers showing up. And I mean, you're not going to have to worry about dudes, right? Because I mean, you got this guy who fell out of the fucking beanstalk, the techno Viking over here. That'll techno just no Viking. Just well, start kicking doors like in. Guy. I mean. Right? You're not gonna have a worry, but you're not gonna have a problem with dudes. I mean, no, I'm definitely, definitely blessed that. Uh, you should have him stand next to the secretary's know, I, desk. I, I honestly think that with with the you know what's going on, what's what's happened recently with the pandemic and and uh, the different regulations, we haven't been able to be as active in the last couple of years as we have beforehand. That right. people are kind of yearning for, uh, yeah, a absolutely. sense of normality and and a place to gather. And uh, you know, I think that's that's a big part of why we have we have such a um, active year amongst the craft yeah. with with the stuff that we have planned. And you guys got a pretty active lodge too. we got it's, a pretty active lodge we're yeah. also drawing in a lot of brothers from surrounding lodges which is which is yeah. awesome which is re- really was a goal of mine too is right. to be able to travel a little bit more and to be able to mm. to interact and um you know help each right. other basically mm-hmm. be more unified in the mm. masonic traditions so in addition to the you know the george washington dinner which we have coming up um I'm planning on doing a special degree, um, actually, on St. Patrick's Day as our one of our regular stateds that we're doing an MM. So we're going to do a kilted degree um, with an Irish dinner, like the um, Caledonians, like the Similar. Caledonians. Um, the Cal- so it's been specifically um, relayed to me that the Caledonians are defunct; they're no more. However, yeah. a <laughs> lot of the old members of the Caledonians are willing to participate in this yeah. this MM degree. Interestingly um, enough, they're back just for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I can't take. Listen, I can't take. I'm, I'm for for what I lack may, may lack right. in uh, ritual work. I definitely mm. uh, make up for. I can say, you know, in, in administrative, um, administrative abilities. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm. I know I'm talented in, in recognizing who I mm. can, who I can approach within the craft to be able to um, participate or organize or get get my vision basically for for different things passed through. So I have to give a lot of credit to. Um, Marshall Robinson, actually, believe it or not, uh, right, you know, most worshipful brother Marshall. Um, he's definitely been a big help, and uh, worshipful brother Dan Sharkus, mm-hmm. and um, actually, uh, yeah, brother Larry Brandolini, who's also on um, 
the committee I appointed specifically for the St. Patrick's Day. Um, and they're all former Caledonians. And I was all, clear, clear. I would love to help. I would love to help. Yep. But even if I wore a miniskirt, it would look like I was on Juniper <laughs> Creek, like a freaking like in the Mormon complex. You know what I'm talking about? Where they got those long well, sundresses I, I, to their ankles. <laughs> That's me. He's got yeah. the whole. No kilt for him. Well, absolutely. We absolutely invite you to come join us if, you, if you're not doing anything. I know St. Patrick's Day, a lot of people have, have plans already. It's mm-hmm. a big... It's My ass will probably end up working. Yeah, oh, probably, okay. Yeah, but, you um, know, we definitely... Now we're offering an, an option as far as Masonic activities go for, for brothers that night if they're not... You know, especially... I know some of our older brothers might not be going out to the bar or doing... Right. So this is a way for them to come celebrate. And, you know, we plan on doing a traditional Irish meal um, and having a kilted degree with uh, bagpipes. And, um, you know, um, I think that's 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 going to be something we're probably going to have a really good turnout as well. Oh, yeah. um, in addition to that, we 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 um, we like to do a, a Civil War degree, which uh-huh. is um, in full uniform, um, usually at a, in a private location outside um, during the warmer time of the year. Uh, Worshipful Brother Ken is actually – uh, graciously accepted the appointment to the committee that I had uh, put, put him on for another the smart War move since I'm a part of that club where the uh, degree is put uh, on. So right. yeah. Oh, smart. up there at um, up there at uh, that undisclosed the, location that undisclosed where location. we did our, yeah, uh, our gotcha. rifle exposition gotcha. yep, yep, that yep, one yep. time. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So that that's an event that usually will draw brothers from different states right. from within yep. the state. Um, so I have a lot of things planned like that. This is our 225th anniversary year as a um, just and lawfully constituted lodge of that's masons. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, that's probably what I was most nervous about going as master for this right. year is um, you know having to do that, having that, that on the us. table. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are planning um, on having a uh, invitation only. Um, gala event in celebration mm. of uh the 225th and there's going to be you know there's a lot of uh intricacies and in planning that's going into that mm. um so we've actually started that um right right as soon as i uh was installed i started working on that and appointing committees and that's basically awesome. uh yeah trying to put that together so we're planning on doing that um in early november um and uh yeah um aside from that trying to basically just give people give brothers an option you know in regards to breaking up kind of the monotony of life or when you come to lodge it's there's there's something kind of like extracurricular in a sense there's another right you know there's um there's more options uh than than we've been able to have in the past because of the various constraints you know to the current due to current events so i'd like to look at this period as an opportunity to give everybody a chance for things to get back to normal as best we can in whatever right. in whatever capacity we can so masonic resurgence right. masonic resurgence yeah. and the social resurgence and it's just yeah. you know I, I you know um i know a lot of lodges in this you know in the state that they're um they definitely were significantly affected by you know not right. being able to have our regular activities uh-huh. um you know due to due to all the, the things we had to do for the, uh, you know, for the pandemic. So right. I think it's important to be able to have some, some sense of getting back to normal mm-hmm. and, um, you know, doing as much as you can with, you know, with the uh, things we have available to us. So I'm blessed that I belong to a lodge that, that has, you know, active brethren and um, we're in a good position, um, you know, financially and within the community to be able to have events and be able to do a lot of different charity work that, right. uh, 
you know, that's very important. And um, be able to offer the brothers, you know, a, a good reason to, to be active and to want to come to Lodge and to, you know, to miss Lodge when they don't come. So mm-hmm. right. give them what um, they signed up for. And I, and I also have to say that, you know, we definitely have a, a really uh, strong line of officers where I know that uh, the, all the work that we're going to do as a Lodge this year will be carried forward. Mm-hmm. through future generations and honestly i think that's our biggest responsibility as masons is with the time we are allotted you know mm-hmm. in our lifetime to be to be active in our lodges um what are we going to leave for our and descendants i, wanted to, ask, you I know? wanted to ask you did point somebody as chaplain right i did yes yeah is it, aren't you chaplain no that's not me i'm tyler tyler he's oh, a, he's, i thought you were chaplain yeah. he's a no, chaplain of was blue lodge a- council yeah. Right. Ah, yeah. It was okay, like two okay. or three years ago about. I was okay. chaplain yeah, yeah, yeah. of Blue Lodge. Yeah. I, I, I could have sworn you said chaplain. No, Blue, Lodge Council. Blue Lodge Council. Blue Lodge Council and yeah. vice president, actually. Your VP? I think so. I could have swore you or said no, chaplain. that's Council of Past Masters and VP. Past yeah, yeah, so I'm chaplain of Blue Lodge, Blue Lodge Council. Council. I get confused with all these organizations. Yeah. Plus the stuff we're appointed to in the appendant bodies that we don't yeah. even know. <laughs> that we just got we just got voluntold or like, hey, I asked you, know, somebody you to show up for installation <laughs> night. I'm like, why? It's like, uh, because you're like the third in command of commandery. I'm like, pretty much. <laughs> so before we shut this down, uh, one thing I want to do is I'm going to turn my mic over to uh, – the, the 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 mountain over here. If anybody's seen uh, Game, <laughs> the of, Game Thrones. of Thrones, oh, and yeah. uh, I have to ask, uh, exactly how big are you? Because again, I know people are watching on YouTube, but this also goes on Apple and Spotify, and there's no video. So exactly your name first off, your name, position, the lodge, and then how fucking big are you? All right. So my name is Kevin Kozlowskis. Uh, I'm the senior steward of Harmony. Uh, I'm six six and about three thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about something five seven and maybe pushing two ten. Look, we got something in the water over at Harmony Lodge so and Water. So I'm just saying, Bay, all right, we're we're all large men. When I said before, he's casting a shadow on me. He's big as fuck. Yeah, but uh, real I, quick, I look up to him, which is weird. It always unnerves me when I have to look up to somebody. I have to look up to him. Yeah, well, I don't want. I didn't want to make you nervous, but me and me and uh, Kev actually met um, as we were both bouncers at Sin City Nightclub. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Years ago in Waterbury. <laughs> And that's how we became friends initially, yeah, uh, probably about eight or nine years ago. So The one night I didn't bring my pistol because I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. What are you going to do, make him angry with it? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fucking rounds will be bouncing back off at me. Uh, yeah. Real quick, though, I want to give you a couple Super minutes for your mic. Just uh, talk about your Masonic career, talk about how I got you started quickly, and uh, talk about um, where you're at and what you're looking to do in the future with, the, with uh, Freemasonry. And how long you've been a Mason. That's a lot of questions. So I took my EA back in April of last year. I petitioned probably a year and a half earlier, but due to the pandemic, I couldn't uh, couldn't proceed. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got involved in masonry because of Joe. Uh, I knew he was a mason for years, had a bunch of questions for him, um, and then decided that it's something I wanted to, to pursue. Um, again, it's a, it's a common answer, but I joined Masonry because a lot of famous people, a lot of well-respected people joined Masonry, or were Masons, so I wanted to kind of see what that was about. I wanted to see what all these well-known people that are well-respected, they're not only well-respected, but they're, they're monumental. I mean, most of the Founding Fathers were Freemasons. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see what it is that they thought masonry was or made and 
yeah, I decided that that's something I want to be a part of. You think you found it? Yeah. All right. Definitely. I would say masonry made me makes me a better person. Um, going back to the question before, you know, what do you fear being an officer? I don't want to let anybody in the lodge down, so mm -hmm. I want to do what I can to to just be the best that I can be at what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. so. Hey, he's doing you're doing an awesome job so far. It's exactly what. Uh, the steward is supposed to do. You have to learn how to follow before you can learn how to lead. So a couple That's things the that I just of it. want to quickly just talk about. One, my fear is that he won't fucking eat me. Secondly, he's just proven that Napoleon syndrome is actually a thing because I'm loud as shit. He's soft-spoken and big as fuck. So, I mean, clearly Napoleon's, Napoleon syndrome is kind of a thing. It's because he doesn't need to, like, speak He doesn't up. have to. <laughs> he he really could pop me like a fucking pimple if he wanted yeah. to. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. But, um, Mr. Ken. Yes, brother. We're going to load him up. Okay. I don't know. I've had some delightful wine, and now we're going to drink my cheap, crappy whiskey. All right. That's actually <laughs> a delicious whiskey. Is it? You like say. this one? I did like it a it's lot. Not, it's not bad. It's definitely not. Uh, jarhead. I'll drink turpentine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's not. I got uh, some, we brought some crayons for you. So, yeah. <laughs> this actually came from a Are they red? <laughs> so um, oh, did you I would like to toast you, Worshipful Master. Thank you. As thank well you. as your junior student. And uh, I want to thank you guys for coming up here and hanging out with us. Having a good old time with us? We don't have another shot glass, do we? Um, we do. If you give me one second. Keep talking. Hurry up. Well, Hurry uh, up. Thank you very much for having me. And, uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I, I really like bringing up masters up here and talking about their lodges and their years and the things that they do because it does. If there are other masters or even other masons who are officers waiting for their master's years, I imagine somewhere in the world they're sitting down right now with a notepad saying, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, yeah. that's a great idea. That's a good idea. For, for, especially for lodges who have a master where their lodge really doesn't do much. Yeah. It, it, that's how you bring this thing back is if, when you do activities. If I can humbly offer any, uh, any advice um, as a master or running an organization like this. Real quick. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's only a little left. you want me to fill this to the brim? Because it's probably like. <laughs> Just take a bottle. Give a <laughs> Just give him the bottle, yeah. Give them a steward-sized glass That's there. what I'm saying. Like, yes. Big as shit. It won't even affect them. If I could offer any uh, any piece of advice to someone that's in, in a position, you know, um, mm -hmm. similar to this, I would say that try to be able to recognize and utilize the talents of your members mm -hmm. in, in, to the best of your abilities and in the most efficient way because everybody has something to offer, and I think that's mm -hmm. what's important and what's great about masonry. Right. Is that we are we are all created as equals, and in regards to that, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And if we utilize our strengths in whatever different departments or areas of specialty, you really can achieve monumental things. And um, I think that's you know that's something important that we can all remember. It doesn't matter how big or small your lodge is; that your your brothers are talented in their own specific areas. Mm -hmm. And when you utilize that, and when you come together and you're shooting, you share ideas. There's there's nothing that can can keep you from accomplishing what you you set out to do. You know, right. it's important to have realistic goals and um, you know, I guess you could say different missions or things you want to attempt. But be able to to recognize that it's important to to see the potential in our, in our, and everyone in, in, in their respective capacity. And when you do that, you'll be able to 
You know, I mean, the masonry is all volunteer. We all yep. come. We all come. We give our time. It's not a paid position. We're not looking to get anything out of it other than it, we share it's common, a common, common yeah. goal and principles. And uh, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's that's what I can I can say for any master that's listening or anybody that's going to go in to the east. Um, they have a lot to worry about uh, yeah. as far as administrative and the and you know the logistics of things. But it's important to realize. Be able to engage your brethren because everybody has something to offer. Yep. You know? It's good advice. So and if I, if I can give you any advice yes. as a master, when something happens, just be calm. Keep mm. a cool head. And don't forget you have a plethora of past masters that you can call on a dime, including ones that aren't even part of your lodge. Maybe it's something you don't want your past masters or your brothers in the lodge to know. Yep. Yeah. You can call another past master or a past yep. district deputy or your district deputy, and you can always lean on and ask for advice, yep. and it'll stay right with them. Yep. True. So. That's a good good point. With that being Thank said, you. let's toast him, Kenny. All right. To Warshaw brother, Joe Pizzini, and Warshaw master of Harmony 42. Pizzani. Pizzani. <laughs> no one's going to do it. Close he did a whole night. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He did good the whole <laughs> Right night. up until the end. Well, I mean, I mean, he did ask me to use a big word, and I screwed up a small <laughs> one, so whatever. It's par for the course for me. And our brother Steward, Kevin. And Kizoski. our brother Steward. Yep. All right. Brethren. Bre- you want to relate it? Yeah, oh, it's your lunch. Do it. You just told me to do it. Did I? Did I? <laughs> it's the second time. God damn. All right. Today. Oh, oh, my right. God. Brethren, right hand, two arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. 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 Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brethren. Viva, viva, viva. viva. Good luck to you, Warshaw Master. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, this was a good time, brother. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. All right. Let's shut it down. All right. For the Freemasons Podcast, I am right Warshaw Brother George Mudry. Signing off. Warshaw Brother Joe. What? That's actually you. What? Next to me. (laughs) Warshaw Brother Ken signing off. And you were making fun of me for fucking up. Yeah, Look at you. Know. It had to happen. Uh, cyborgs have ghosts in the system. Yeah, I just glitched out there for a second. Go. Have a great one, everybody. Thank you. I got you. Go on. Good night, friends. Take care, everybody. Good. Have a good night. <laughs>